Hey there, I'm Nikki Milne, high school dropout and ex-hairdresser and salon owner turned PR and marketing expert and founder of the Pet Collective PR Agency. The Passion to Profit podcast is a conversational business podcast with a focus on marketing and PR to help business owners scale successfully, acquire more customers, increase your profits and become that desired go-to brand in your industry. So open your notepad on your phone, get out your pens and paper. You don't want to miss any of the following tips, tricks, and strategies that you're about to experience on the Passion to Profit podcast. Let's get started. Welcome to the Passion to Profit show. Today, I am joined by the amazing Grace Choi, who is also an artist, illustrator, and the owner of Little Bites Studio in Sydney. Grace is also one of my mentoring students, so I know her really well, and I just had to have her on the show to explain to everyone her history, where she's started from, and where she is today. So welcome, Grace. Thanks for having me, Nikki. I'm so excited to share your story because you're such an interesting person, and I think you're in a really unique space in what you're offering people at the moment. So I'd love you to start with telling me your journey, how you got to where you are today. Where do I start? Oh, my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) So as a young child, I've always been very creative. My mom would also always be surprised finding me um, rearranging the furniture, um, changing artworks all the time, been creating my own collages and mood boards, not knowing what they were. Um, And I would always be doodling at the back of my books. So I was that creative girl probably the only creative one in the family. So family was supportive. They never knew what to do with me. (laughs) So luckily they let me do whatever I want. And so I did really well in high school, um, went went to major art in uni where I majored in printmaking and painting. And I did it because I really loved it, but I never knew what I wanted to become and I never really thought about it. So when I finished uni, I was like, oh, what do I do with my life now? I need guidance, but I didn't have anyone to guide me. I was also affected by the Christchurch earthquake. Um, So my parents moved to Australia after the earthquake. They left everything. And then when I finished uni, I was like, should I keep studying or should I move um, where my parents are? And I came to Australia, studied in retail, tapped into visual merchandising, various roles and had my child Aiden Um, and then suddenly became a full-time mother and then I thought what do I do with my life now (laughs) and I went back into art and illustrations because that was the only thing that I knew how to do Um, not to make money or not to make business out of the creative outlet but it just grew and grew and grew and seven year onwards here I am I own an art studio I am a creative artist. I live illustrate for weddings, events, and businesses. I do a lot of things. <laughs> yeah, which is amazing. So tell me a little bit about your studio. If someone walks in, what kind of studio are they going to find? What are they going to learn? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a really nice, cozy little studio filled with artwork, lots of greeneries. It's beautiful, very inspiring. Um, so we teach um, children from preschool to um, now we're tapping into adults and it's an after-school art program and we let the students build their own, own, own portfolio, try experiencing with different art materials, 
and so on. <laughs> Amazing. And where's your studio located? In Wentworth Point, nearby Olympic Park in Sydney. Yeah, perfect. Amazing. And, I mean, you must find great joy in educating children and especially if they've shown interest in art, nurturing that creative side. And I think uh, from what I've seen as well, and I love art, but it's a really good mental health exercise as well. You can really get lost in you know, art. And I know my boys, um, one in particular, just uh, is obsessed with art and craft and drawing and colouring, actually two of them. So, and I just think it's such a good thing to encourage children to be doing and exploring. Definitely. And um, when I was young, I was always told that you know, art should be a hobby. I can't really take you anywhere, but it's different now. You know, art is everything. You know, creativity is everything. So, yeah, we're trying to encourage kids to do it, make more art and show them different pathways. Yeah, exactly. Like you said, it, at one stage it was very much viewed as a hobby, not a career. And to actually you're a prime example of someone being incredibly successful using mm. art as the foundation for their business and I know you do a lot of weddings and corporate functions so how would people hire you to actually appear at their wedding what would you actually be doing at their wedding yeah so live illustrator oh live illustration is quite unique a lot of people find me through my website or mostly through my Instagram I think I get 98% of my job through Instagram. Um, It's very visual. It's very loud using my style. And, yeah, so they ask, um, they contact me by email and we talk about the event, the wedding, um, how they want to incorporate live illustration into the wedding. So I can be as interactive and wild and crazy as they want. Or I can sort of sit at the back very quietly and illustrate their guest as a little um, gift to take home. And the great thing about illustrations is I can pretty much do anything from really big, um, you know, signages to little illustrations. But the main idea is to capture what they're wearing, the vibe and all that for them to take home. What a beautiful thing to take home. You know, we've done all the old school bomboneries and the little But uh, illustration is just something you'll treasure forever. And everyone, you know, we don't go out as much currently and go out and get dressed up for a wedding and then actually be able to take an illustration home. And I know like lots of people, my husband and I very rarely ever go out, but to a wedding we do go out together and, you know, we're a couple very much there without the children. So it's actually a beautiful thing Mm -hmm. of a moment in time to actually take away from a wedding. So I love that idea. Can you imagine? You've always been proud of your ability to work hard and get things done, but lately it's starting to feel like the harder you work, the further behind you fall. You see all these other business owners who seem to have it all figured out. They're posting about how much money they're making, how easy it is for them to run a successful business, and they have freedom and flexibility. They're making it look so easy, but how are they doing it? Introducing the SIA method. Earn more and work less with my eight-week online group coaching course. I'm going to give you all the time-saving systems and productivity tools you need to get started straight away. Plus, you're going to have my step-by-step marketing blueprint that will help accelerate sales as soon as you implement. How do I know this? Because this is the same method we use in my PR and marketing agency that gets incredible results. We're going to systemize, implement, and accelerate your business growth. So what's inside this eight-week course? We've got video education, templates, worksheets, guides, fresh ideas, and proven result-driven marketing campaigns that you literally can copy and paste and implement to get instant results. 
And as a bonus in this particular intake, starting on the 25th of July, you're going to get group coaching and accountability from me. I'm going to motivate you and provide a safe space to ask questions plus seek feedback and motivate you. I want to help you move beyond those 8 to 10K months and amplify your business success. So never forget how wildly capable you are and how far you've come. But now it is time to take action, invest in yourself and grow your business for the future. Visit www.nikkibilne.com slash CSIA method to find out more about this amazing new growth coaching program. I know you've worked with corporate as well. Have you? um, So who are some of the brands that you've worked with for a corporate perspective? Um, I've worked with Ramoa Trilogy, um, Carolina Hera. I've worked with lots of shopping centres as well. Yeah. Wollongong Central Shopping Centre, Marina Square Shopping Centre, St Ives Shopping Centre, Newcastle Fashion Week, Vogue Fashion Night, Bendigo Bank, Fix Savers, just, wow. yeah, and many more. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I think that's it, the corporate. I know in um, WA I've worked with quite a few illustrators at Mercedes and Porsche, um, and we do that because it, provide something unique and interactive for the guests that are something different to activate a space or activate the event. So I'm such a huge fan of live illustrators. I think there's such an amazing element to add to an event. And I think, you know, that's something as well, beautiful way to spread the word on what you're doing as well, these corporate events and weddings, because people will see you and go, wow, this is incredible. I want you at my next event. You obviously mentioned you've got a son. So how do you juggle the studio, live illustrations, which I'm guessing is a lot of weekend work at these weddings, and obviously parenting as well? Yeah. Oh, so much to juggle. I only I only have one child and there is so much to juggle. My husband is incredibly supportive. He's always there when I'm not there. So we just have a really good way of just looking after Aiden. Aiden, my son, he's 17 years old. Um, and my business grew really slowly over time. Um, so I've never um, rushed into anything. I took it very slowly. Um, and live illustrations, all the events, they don't happen every week. Um, so once in a while, I'll get an event and I'll go. Yeah, so we have a really nice balance. Yeah, yeah that's great because it is quite challenging when you're running a business and then obviously you've got weekend work through your illustrations and they are quite Separate businesses, I think we'd say in the terms that your studio is obviously one brand and you're like me, then you have a personal brand, which is where your illustrations come through. And I'm curious, a little bit studio, where did the name come from? That just. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know, Nikki. Um, so I wanted to find a really cool business name and I thought it was a really cool business name at the time. I wanted to show that I could do a little bit of everything. Yeah. A little bit of this, a little bit of that. And I don't know, after going through so many names, a little bite really like stuck to me. And then I was like, oh, this is a great idea. And I could get people questioning. Um, and they always do. Um, now I'm not sure if it's the right name, but um, yeah. Yeah, I know. Hindsight's a wonderful thing. We um, The Perth Collective is such a long name. I'm like, if I have my time again, and then they, you know, that just fueled hundreds of collectives. As soon as I called my business the Perth Collective, every second business in that era was calling their business a collective. And I was like, if I went back, I probably would change the name of my business. But hindsight's a wonderful thing. And then you build so much brand equity. It's not wise to change a business name 
and flip it if there is so much good brand equity there. So I think, um, you know, and you identified the gap in the market. Do you have many competitors around you in the space you are in, in terms of the studio and in terms of live illustration? Because obviously live illustration is such a gift and a talent. So, you know, I can't imagine there being a saturated industry. With live illustration, I don't have many competitors in Sydney and I think across Australia wide. Yeah. Um, but it's also a very unique entertainment. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's right. <laughs> yeah. And I think um, what I've noticed with illustrators is they all have their own style. So even though you might think, oh, there's four or five of them, when you actually look at their work, each one is very individual and different to the next. So you know, that's a really amazing thing as well. It's very rare in an industry where you have something like that and then you choose the illustrator based on their work. And do you think illustration is something that you can teach someone or do they have to have a bit of talent as well? It can definitely be taught, but um, you do need the love of drawing. Um, you, you do need the skills, I think, and the skill can be developed over time. Yeah, so lots of practice. Yeah, heaps of practice. Yeah, because a lot of people look at it and think it's incredible. And, you know, I think that's great that you say it can be taught, but it takes a lot of dedication and time to learn that quite unique skill. Mm -hmm. So what was, um, you know, one experience in your business journey that really impacted you? Was there someone that you met that was famous or a childhood mentor or maybe educator at uni or someone like that that actually had a big impact on really what shaped your career? Mm -hmm. Um, so, Nikki, um, it's actually you, Nikki. Oh, I actually know that. <laughs> oh, well, thank you. Uh, yeah, I know. So, I I think first two years of my business, I didn't even know that art could be a business. I didn't even know what I was doing. I was just making lots and lots of art. And then the third and the fourth year, I was like, okay, this is a business. This is an actual business what is business? And I was going through so many freebies out there trying to, you know, establish this um, creative business of mine. And I never actually had the guts to go in quite deep. I was just tapping here gently, tapping there, going, is this person right? Is she giving me the right advice? Never really clicked into me. And then, you know, after that, I started understanding business and then I was like, help, I need someone who could actually help me. So I went into a group mentoring program, which was great. So that's where I actually clarified all my um, business, looked back and um, just did everything. But it didn't really make a big impact, I think. And then one-to-one mentor, I was like, okay, I need a one-to-one mentor. I've got all these questions and I need someone who could really just just tell me all the answers be really straightforward with me but be really nice at the same time and you know guide me the right way so I looked at you Nikki for about three years before I started working yeah I heard about you and then I was like oh interesting she seems to be doing a lot of things um and then I was just looking at you for a very long time and then I was looking through the insta stories on how you talk and um and then I just have this feeling if I was to have a mentor I think it would be Nikki one day 
And then it happened. I went to my husband and I was like, okay, I need a, I need a mentor. I've got all these questions that I need to ask on time and, yeah, you're the right one. Um, so I don't think I've never met anyone who has really, like, transformed the way I thought. Yeah. But, Nikki, you, you have been amazing. So oh. I'm always like, think like Nikki, think like Nikki. <laughs> and we do do that. We've been through some things with Grace where you come up against negotiating with companies and things and I've held, told you to hold firm, which probably yeah. asked you wouldn't have. You would have negotiated down and almost devaluated your service. And I was like, no, you're worth this. Hold firm. Let's negotiate. And, you know, that's how in some ways what I do with mentoring, my mentoring students come to me and say, I've got this situation. What do you think? And it could be anything from pricing to packages. Um, and because I've done this a very long time, you know, we were just talking off air, you've secured someone that you did hold firm on and they did pay the price of despite them trying to negotiate down and asking for a discount. And this is a huge corporate company who you wouldn't expect to do that, but that's exactly what they do. But we know when you hold firm and value what you're bringing to the table, eventually they come up to where you're at. And now you've got an amazing contract with this great um, company that will actually really help propel your business, but you are definitely getting paid your worth. Yeah. Yeah, which I think is amazing. And I guess that's, you know, a, such a great thing that has enabled you to also expand your business. Because I think when I met you as well, you were, um, the studio was a focus and now we've actually started building your illustration business back up. You're taking more commissions mm-hmm. and you've actually changed your name on Instagram to being your name, yeah. which is great. You're owning your space. So, you know, it's been such an honor to work with you and continue to build the brand. And I think that's, amazing and like in the last four or five months it's just been incredible the transformation and I think your confidence as well has really grown yeah definitely yeah Yeah. it's the little things you know and um just being able to have somebody next to me where I could open up and be honest like 100% I've got lots of lovely um peers um you know encouraging people around me but I can't go to the degree details of everything yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, it leases through to, yeah, like negotiating and things like that. Unless you've been there before, it's very hard to confine in someone that understands mm-hmm. the challenges. And I think a lot of my mentoring students, they kind of wing it and get along, go along for four or five years sometimes. Yeah, and then it's it can for about four or five years. Yeah, exactly. And then I come on board about the five-year mark and it's like, really, are you content with where you are? If you are, that's completely fine. But if you want to excel your growth, and you want to continue to grow this business, but you also want to structure it that perhaps you have more time to spend with your children or um, more time to do things you love. Let's look at how that looks for the next three years ahead because really that is the defining moment is scaling that business so that it also works for you. So, yeah, I love that. And so if you could give advice to someone starting out, what would that be? My advice would be, one, to be really good at what you're selling be really good at it I see a lot of businesses around me they're like oh I want to create this business on Instagram I think I can make money by doing this she makes money by doing that why can't I sort of thing but we know business takes a lot of time a lot of energy and yeah definitely a lot of skills so be really good at what you're selling and mm, two would be to share your skills, share what you're doing, share everything to the whole world. It could just lead you to so many different places. Um, When I started sharing on Instagram, it was sort of like my visual portfolio where I could have all my imagery in one place. 
Yeah, but just people started finding me through Instagram and live illustrations. I remember going to my first live illustration event, not knowing what it was. A shopping centre approached me and said, we really, really love your drawing. Could you do that for our guests? I was like, okay, interesting. This is live <laughs> illustration. I was like, okay, of course. And then I remember um, going off the phone and I was Googling, going, what is live illustration? You know, what am I supposed to do? Am I supposed to talk and draw at the same time? Or da 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 And so to live illustrations, to workshops, it's taken me to so many di- um, different places just by sharing on Instagram. So share. Yeah, I love that. And I think, um, you know, occasionally I still come up with people and to be honest, they tend to be a bit of an older generation that don't live like to give away. They call it their secrets, but I don't. I think it's a chance for you. Like uh, Instagram provides a platform where we can share what we're doing on a daily basis. We can put our portfolios, who we are, our personality, and no one will ever be you. So I think when people are hesitant to share that probably says more about their insecurities, whereas when you're very open to share, it opens, like you said, the door to so much opportunities and people feel they can approach you and have a conversation with you. So, you know, I think that's a, such an amazing point about sharing your work and being open to other people, looking at it and forming their opinion, but also reaching out and having a great conversation with you about how you can work with them. Mm-hmm. And so... If someone has the desire to learn about um, illustrations, what would be the first steps you'd recommend? Say they've listened to this and they've seen your work and they've checked out your Instagram and they've gone, wow, Grace, this is amazing. I'd love to do it just as something to learn as a hobby or maybe they're thinking, wow, one day I could do this as a career. What would you kind of tell them as the first steps, you know, in moving forward and learning this skill? Go to workshops, you know, it can be online or in person. Um, in person would be lovely because you get to really touch the materials and, you know, feel the paper and everything and ask a lot of questions. Um, yeah, attend one of the workshops, see if you really like it. And if you do, make lots of art. Just, just keep practising, build your own portfolio. And then once you um, keep going, you'll find your own style. That's what I would recommend. Yeah, I love that. So, yeah, it's about finding, again, someone that can mentor you or guide you or educate you, so a teacher. Um, obviously, if you're in Sydney, you can go to um, Grace's studio, and I know we've talked about expanding into adult workshops because when I went Grace, it was very much kids, and I was like, no, you have to do adults. Like I bet a lot of those parents are dying to learn what you're teaching. So, <laughs> you know, I think that's an amazing extension that you're going to add to your business that you'll be actually able to teach adult classes, and I think, you know, every state in Australia would have an illustrator that is willing to share, and it might be not in a studio sense like what you've got. It might be, you know, they just hold pop-up workshops, but that's a great foundation to see if you enjoy it and to explore it. And like you said, the more you do, the better you get. Like with everything. Definitely. Yeah. And where do you see yourself in five years? Like where is the studio going? Where is Grace going? Plans and goals. Where would I see myself in five years? Oh, so I would really like to expand my studio over five years' time, but not until I find the right person. Yeah. Um, someone who could really be another me, <laughs> be another Grace, uh, have the same passion and the skills. Um, so during that five years, I think I will be mentoring, looking and guiding 
people to become the next greats and hopefully in five years time our studios will expand with the right people with the right talent and I could keep um mentoring giving advice just like you are Mickey, to um, inspiring creatives and I think that's just such a growing industry and I know we've talked about it before I was like Grace why don't you mentor so I know you had someone that knew you come to you and they were talking about, you know, coming on board an art studio or something like that. And you did provide them with some amazing advice. And, you know, I was like, there's actually another opportunity in that for you to actually mentor other people, um, how to be exceptional artists. So I think that's just such a natural progression from where you're heading, Mm -hmm. especially as you start interacting with more adults. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. You're going to find there's more demand for one-on-ones with you and you're going to find there's more demand for not just the skill set, it's the business and studio growth that they're going to be more curious about. So I absolutely love that. And we usually end up, um, wind up with three questions that you'd like to ask me. I know we do speak monthly and frequently by email and other channels because you're a mentoring student, but do you have questions for me today? I do, I do. So Nikki, do you have a mentor or who's your role model? Yeah, great question. Um, I don't at the moment. You know what? I've tried quite a few. And I find they don't challenge me. So that's been really hard for me because I'm quite a self-educator and I'm Googling everything and I'm doing courses left, right and centre. So I would love a mentor, but I found it really hard to find a good fit for someone that challenges me or knows more than me. And that sounds terrible, but, um, you know, I've been with people and I've only lasted two or three months and gone, oh, this is not a good fit for me. I'm not progressing as fast as I am or I don't think that's a good idea. So... I would love a mentor. I just haven't been able to find one at the moment. Mm, but I, you know, I still learn. Find the right one. Yeah, it is really hard. And I still, um, you know, I learn a lot from my students and some of my mentoring um, people, like they also challenge me, which I love. So mm-hmm. it's actually a really healthy circle at the moment because, um, you know, I've got some amazing mentor students like yourself and you do educate me at the same time. But, yeah, I would love to get a mentor for me. But, yeah, finding one's been the challenge. <laughs> uh, well, let me know when you find one. Yeah, I will. I will. I'm still on my search, constantly looking and trying to find someone. Um, yeah, without, yeah, I've looked globally, to be honest. Wow. Yeah. And, yeah, I just haven't found the right fit. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they're invented, they're a big investment so you have to find someone that you align with but also that's someone that's gone before you and done ultimately what you want to do so that's a real challenge (laughs) so you have two businesses Mm -hmm. um so how do you keep your brain organized yeah great question and I really last year I struggled so much with it because I would have to switch from Nikki PR agency, you know, doing PR and marketing and for clients where we do everything. And then I'd have to switch into Nikki that did mentoring where I'm educating people. They're constantly having different challenges. And sometimes there's challenges are daily for my mentoring students. If they're going through a really hard period, it could be a daily question they're sending me, which is great, but it's a different, I've got to be in a different mindset. So this year, what I've done is I only do mentoring and you know, one-on-one stuff on Monday and Tuesdays. And then um, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, I do the PR agency. Well, actually, it's actually Wednesday, Thursday, because this year I decided to take Fridays off. I don't work Fridays. Ah. Um, Yeah, because I was just burnt out and I was tired and, you know, I've got three children and I just found that I had 
no balance. You know, we never have balance. I don't believe in balance, but (laughs) I just was like, I can't keep going at this level. And now I've got two amazing staff members that I put on this year. I was like, right, this is my opportunity to step back. And the interesting thing is I'm more productive now. I only work four days a week. We've made money. I've, yeah, we've been more profitable in the business. My mind's been sharper. I'm more focused because it sounds funny, but I'm cramming four days of work into what normally I'd allow five days for, but really the amount of time loss I'd have in those five days, you know, I'd get distracted. Whereas now I don't have time to be distracted because I know I've only got four days. So it's been a really good thing. And you know what, if I have to come in on a Friday and do a few hours, that's fine. It's not like it's a hard, fast rule, but on Friday, I try to catch up with friends or, you know, hang out with my children or yeah, it's been a really amazing thing, but it definitely helped me time blocking, you know, two days a week for one business and then switching instead of trying to run between the two and probably not doing either well. It's yeah. a much better mental capacity where they know like Mondays after working on my online courses and mentoring and podcasting and things like that. So that's really helped me. But it, I mean, it's taken me 17 years to get here. <laughs> it's not an overnight decision. It was like, I know I couldn't continue. And it's it's been a, such a good thing because I found it didn't actually make any difference taking that extra day a week off. Mm-hmm. Last question. So if I had more budget, let's say yeah. the budget I have now, what should I spend on? Yeah, I love that. I think we've talked about you potentially expanding the studio. I would encourage you to uh, get like a full-time person that could do admin or um, take all that kind of painful stuff off you, like social media for the um, studio I think, you know, it's just changed my life by having two full-time employees this year because it allows me a lot more freedom and pressure. And if I'm sick, I don't feel like I have to get up and come in because the girls will take care of it, you know. And it's also I thought I could do it all myself, but I learned that people are just as trusting of my staff as they are of me. And that took a really big thing to learn because I thought I had to do it all and everyone wanted me. Mm-hmm. And it turns out, no, if I've educated and trained someone like you're talking about getting someone that you can mentor, eventually people will trust them as much as you. And, you know, it's well worth the investment from your mental health, but it also helps you be able to step back and grow the business. Whereas you get so caught up in running it day to day, you often as a business owner don't step back and have time out. And when you have time out, you'll get so clear on what you want to do and who you are and what it looks like in five years. So, you know, I think that's such an important thing. Money does buy you freedom. I don't care what anyone says, (laughs) but if you have more money and then you employ someone and at the moment, um, I think it's up to the 30th of June in Australia, there's actually traineeships. So the traineeship will enable the government to pay 50% of a full-time wage. Yeah, so my two staff are on full-time traineeships. So that means up to $32,000 per year for their traineeship the government will pay. So that enabled me to take a risk and put them both on. And it gave me, gives me, I should say, 12 months to actually build them up to being able to cover their wage as a full-time employee in my business next year. So that's a pretty incredible incentive. It may get extended. And, you know, my Celestin page that work for me have uh, marketing degrees. So it's not necessarily for an apprenticeship. A traineeship can be in various things. So like you, you could get a traineeship in marketing so that they would work full-time for you, but the government would subsidize 50% of their wage. Yeah. 
So that's a pretty amazing incentive out there that not a lot of people are aware of, but that's enabled me to grow my business while still at a, I guess, a relatively risk three situation. It's given two people a full-time job. Whereas if I had to cover two full-time wages, that's a pretty huge jump for me in business. So um, this way it's allowed me 12 months to build them up to be able to cover it next year. So that again, it bought me freedom, but it also brings me flexibility to have Fridays off and also think more about my business and where I'm going. So, you know, I think that's a really important thing for people. And that's kind of where we're wanting to get you to. And I know my other mentoring people I'm speaking to at the moment, it is getting someone, you know, you need the profit, but you can actually employ them to help take some of the load off you. Because as business owners, we don't love doing everything. There's so many aspects in the business where you think, you know, if I could just outsource this, whether it be marketing and social media or whether it could be something else, by having a full-time employee, um, you know, that's on this traineeship, it is such an amazing opportunity. So, yeah, that's something for you to think about as well. But, um, yeah, that's probably something I would advise people to work towards is getting someone that is full-time or contract basis or casual, full-time ultimately, that just gives you a bit more freedom and flexibility. Yeah. So I have a part-time and it's taken me, I think, a year to find yeah. <laughs> to open up and allow a part-timer to come in. Yeah. And I'm very grateful and hopefully over time I'll be able to do that too. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And I think just by having someone there that you know if you need to have a day off or whatever and you've got someone there to support you. Yeah, that's such an amazing thing because we do try and do it all, especially in those first five to six years of having a business. Yeah. You know, know, I'm in my seventh year and this is the first year I've had two full-time employees. So it took me seven years to have full-time employees. Yeah, yeah. Amazing. So thank you so much for joining us today. Where can people find you, Grace? What's your Instagram, your website? Yeah, so um, you can find me at Grace Troy Artist. Um, my website is also www.gracetoryartist.com and you can find my studio at a little bite studio, a little bite studio.com. Yeah, amazing. Thank you so much for sharing your story with us. I think everyone will be really inspired by that. And I loved having you on the show today. So thank you. Thank you, Nikki. I hope you loved today's episode. I am so passionate about sharing the stories of other business owners and passing on my knowledge and experience from the last 17 years of business ownership. If you enjoyed the Passion to Profit podcast, it would mean so much to me if you left a review or you shared it to your Insta stories. Don't forget to tag me at Nikki Milne underscore. Seeking new clients, struggling with brand awareness. These are the things that come up the most in a recent survey I did. You all are looking at ways to market your business, be innovative, fresh, and attract that ideal customer. Well, I've created something just for you. Join me in my new free five-day marketing challenge to increase your inquiries and gain new clients. Hurry, seats are limited. Enroll now at www.nikkimilne.com slash challenge. I would love to have you in this and help accelerate your growth.